This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you want to reach out to Kelly and Company, easy to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a call, maybe 1-866-509-4545 is that number, 1-866-509-4545. If you wouldn't mind, mention that it's for Kelly and Company, and also give us permission to use your message. If we can, we shall on air. On Twitter, at AMI-audio, if you just want to follow along, see what's going on with the program, with other shows, and just keep up. At AMI-audio, best direct way to do that on Twitter. Feedback at AMI.ca, the message uh, that Ramya just read out, that information, you can send stuff like that to us, to Accessible Media Inc., just do it there. Feedback at AMI.ca, the Marketing and Communications Department would appreciate it. I'm Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan. We have some tech events, some demo updates, and some interesting initiatives going on that we all want to talk about. So let's bring on Michael Babcock for our Tech Talk. It's time for Talking Tech with Michael, bringing you a shot of technology news to get your week going with sprinkles of assistive technology. Michael, lots going on. Maybe we should start with an update from Amazon. They had an event last Wednesday, so can we review what was announced? Yeah, so so we definitely can. And uh, I'm going to give you guys a quick warning and I will ask you guys a question after I go over some of these. So so uh, hopefully you're paying attention. No, it's not a pop quiz. So don't worry <laughs> about that. Amazon had an event last Wednesday that kind of threw some people off. It, it threw me off because I didn't hear about it until I was listening to Daily Tech News Show, one of the podcasts I leverage to keep up to date with what's going on on technology. And they started talking about an Amazon event. I'm like, where? Where was I when this happened? And apparently I was, I don't know, working, you know, so so doing that. Uh, Amazon released a new fifth generation Echo Dot. These are $49.95 is where they start out US, $59.95 for the Echo Dot clock. And one of the things about the Echo Dot is there's going to be better audio included in it. So it's going to have uh, twice the bass, it says, and uh, as I said, better audio, better volume. Um, and, And on the clock itself, you can view additional information. So maybe you want to hear who's the, who's playing this audiobook or who's this audiobook by or who's this music by. You'll have those details, uh, countdown timer details on the clock, and you'll also be able to, of course, I don't know, see the time on the clock as well. Hopefully that part of it will be accessible. I haven't had a chance to play with it. But the real intriguing thing that I... I am excited about, but I'm also torn about because we have a Eero mesh system for our home Wi-Fi internet, which is great because you put these uh, different little pucks around your house and it covers your house in Wi-Fi. Well, the new Echo Dots, and this will be rolled back to, I believe, only the fourth, uh, fourth edition of the Echo Dots, is you can now use your Echo Dots as Wi-Fi extender points. So if you have an Echo Dot in a corner that may not have the best internet, of course, you're going to need a little bit of internet, but but let's say you have it in the corner and and the rest of that room doesn't have a good internet, this will extend that Wi-Fi out. I'm a little concerned that it's only 100 Mbps, 
Granted, my internet's not a, a, a much faster than that itself, but I'm concerned about, is that gonna slow down the whole network? And I don't have that answer for you, uh, but it is super exciting that they are doing this as well. There was a slight update to the Echo Studio. Uh, there was a Fire TV update. So they released a 65 inch for $799 and a 75 inch for, uh, 1099 US dollars. And these are app, uh, Apple, Amazon TVs with Amazon's built in assistant and interface that you just plug in your TV, turn it on, connect it to the Wi Fi, and you're good to go. Chances are they are going to be accessible because the Fire TV Cube does have a screen reader built in. Uh, two more things I want to mention the Kindle Scribe which is what's called e-ink. Uh, it'll last, the, the, the time frame that someone said was between three and 11 weeks, because, you know, that's not a big difference in them. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, but that is the e-ink. I don't know about accessibility with this. It, it, it's more for people to doodle or to draw on um, and to be able to read books on, I believe, as well. That's going to come in at about 330 US dollars. Uh, you can handwrite sticky notes in Kindle books, which my wife would love. Oh, that's uh, so, lovely. Yeah, because then if you, if you come across something, you're like, I want to I want to take note of this. You can go back yeah. and see all of your sticky notes, uh, not necessarily associated with the book, but with all the books that you're reading. So if you have, you know, 10 sticky notes across five books in your library, you'll be able to see all those in one places. Uh, now, here's the question for you guys because this is one of the things that I am torn on. Uh, they have now released a product called Halo Rise, and it is a sleep tracker, a light, so it can turn on in the morning, and a smart alarm. It doesn't require any apps, it doesn't require batteries, but it also doesn't have cameras. It's designed to track your sleep and you put it in your room on a nightstand. It can determine uh, the closest person to the Halo Rise itself and monitor sleeping on that uh, for that specific person. Even if there are two people in the bed, it can definitely uh, keep track of one person. And it monitors your sleep stages and uh, you can also have it so it triggers the uh, like smart assistant routines like dim your lights or close your blinds and stuff like that based on when you get in bed. So my question, uh, and we'll start with Romeo and the go to Kelly, is is this something you would be interested in having in your room? Because I'm a little torn on it. I'm not sure, even though there's no camera, that I want Amazon mm. tracking my sleeping. Oh, that's interesting because I was going to say I'm not sure if I want this because I don't know if it, it'll be accurate enough because it's not doing enough of my tracking. You know, like the yeah. wearables and such, they're they're taking in so much information. Granted, that's also a problem, right? But if we're looking at from the benefit side, they're taking in so much information that the accuracy feels like you don't really need to question it because it's on mm -hmm. you. It's, you know, determining a lot more than just sound. So... When I think of uh, something like this, it feels a bit a bit more like a downgrade in that perspective. Can I really accurately uh, rely on this information? And is it really just taking what if my partner snores like crazy and they're sleeping right. on the opposite side? Like all these questions. Right. And of course, for the privacy side of it, you would say I would prefer something like this over another thing tracking me. But then again, you just mentioned Amazon's still tracking all your activity. <laughs> yep. Uh, the privacy area, uh, maybe, but 
I don't really think I have any use for it. I mean, when the, the, to me, it's it's only meant to make sure that stuff gets turned off, the blind gets shut, so you don't roll over in the sun in the morning, oh, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it, it seems to be just so that when you're too sleepy and the things that you tend not to do end up sleeping with something playing all night uh, because you forgot to put your sleep timer on, the mm-hmm. different things like that, it, that's to me what it seems to be most responsible for or I can see the use for. So, no, nah, it doesn't interest me. Yeah, yeah, same here. I'm I'm also curious about what do you do with sleep tracking data? Like you know when you don't sleep good. So I'm 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 a little yeah. torn about that too. Although I will say I do track my sleep with my Apple Watch. So yeah. But I think a, you're going to get more of that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rum, because uh, I think you've played around with this stuff quite a bit. Uh, you're going to get more through your your watch or or a tracking to get the more quote medical related stuff. That's how I feel. And I honestly think that this is such a subjective question simply because it depends so much on your lifestyle and why you would want to care about your sleep. I have friends who sleep very uh, poorly most nights and they appreciate just even knowing that they had one REM cycle and then trying to backtrack and say, okay, what did I eat that night? Did I drink that night? Was Mm -hmm. I really active that day? And then trying to, uh, you know, figure it out. Whereas I sleep soundly most nights. So I'm thinking, okay, great. Another night of good sleep. Yeah, I didn't even I, think about the backtracking feature of, mm-hmm. of checking what did I eat the day before, what did I do the day before, because that would be a good use of the sleep data that you oh, capture. Yeah. Oh, sure. Especially, well, it's so is when you wake up with a stomach ache and say, "What the heck did I eat? <laughs> How many gummy bears? Oh, oh no. man, what did I do? Oh, those uh, suicide chicken wings. Oh, they're terrible." <laughs> you know? um, sir, uh, what products interest you from this event anyway? Uh, yourself. Yeah, I want to pick up some of the new Echo Dot and uh, play with those. We have the third generation, maybe the second generation. I think it's the third one. It's whatever the last flat ones were, not the ball-shaped ones. Uh, So I want to pick some of those up mm, to play with them, is my excuse, you know, for for work purposes, of course. And uh, I'm, I'm also interested in the TV, but we do have multiple TVs, so I don't think that I'm going to use the TV itself. And, and that's a little steep just to go pick one up. Okay. Well, this was a really uh, insightful conversation. Now, moving on to another service used by blind and low vision people all over the place. Ira, they're looking for uh, beta testers. Mm-hmm. And we want to know, before we get into Ira looking for and what specifics they're looking for, can you tell us what a beta tester is? Yeah, so a beta tester is someone who tests software to provide feedback, well, tests software or products to provide feedback to the developer of the software or product so that they can improve the experience for when it's actually released. And we often mention beta when we're talking about software, but sometimes you get beta hardware as well. Um, and so it's the the version that comes out prior to the actual live version that goes out to the general public. It probably will have bugs or issues so don't expect it to always work as well as you as well as you might think for the actual product so you do need to be willing to deal with bugs or or problems when you're trying to get your stuff done interesting to see what they might be looking to improve upon and how or what things they maybe it's to get practice for them doing live description stuff or something Uh, who are they actually looking for 
Yeah, so the IRA team actually, when they released the IRA on blind shell and they also released IRA desktop, both of those interfaces have a very similar feel about them uh, because what they're trying to do is make it so if they make an update to the app, it's not something updated on the iPhone this month, it'll be available by the end of the year on Android. It'll be something we made an update, it's available on all of our platforms. So they're looking for people who may be using iPhone, maybe using Android. Android, who may just want to use Ira on the desktop, but someone who can provide the feedback to say, hey, I can't see my, my usage, for example, or I can't find this information. And of course, that also means someone who can clearly communicate issues or uh, things that they like that they have found while testing out the software. Mm. What will the beta test help Ira do? Yeah, so in the announcement, they stated that Ira is excited to announce that they are working on a beta for iOS and Android and evolving the applications. Uh, they are looking to use some of the same technologies. So updates are available on all of the same devices and that you have the same functionality. So Ira is looking to get feedback to be able to test uh, these new updates to the applications and provide uh, uh, detailed explanations of your experience with the Ira apps. Awesome. Fantastic, sir. Uh, let's move on to the updates to NVDA, which have had some recent updates announced. What can we, uh, us, the users, expect with these updates? Yeah, so the big thing is NVDA 2020.3 RC1. RC is release candidate. That means if nothing else changes, then this will be the new version of NVDA. And most users can update to this version and try it out. Uh, there are no issues or compatibility problems with the add-ons for NVDA. So that's one of the big things. And they're, they're going ahead and they're trying to make sure that everything, again, is ready for the general public. Another uh, release, which typically they only release one update, but they did release two updates to this version, NVDA 2022.2.4, uh, which of course, I uh, gotta, gotta love those version numbers. But this is uh, a security update, very encouraged for people to update to this uh, because it does fix some of the security issues and it will also work with the new version of 2022.3 coming out. And lastly, again, there are no known compatibility issues with add-ons, so you don't have to worry about your add-ons not working with these updates. Um, and what I recommend is just do the NVDA key plus N to open the menu for your NVDA and then check for updates so you can make sure that you have the latest version on the software branch that you're using. Amazing. Well, it sounds like that dog needs you, Michael. Well, time's <laughs> up anyway, so it's good for the doggy. Uh, we will wrap it there, and then maybe next time we'll talk about some of the training events coming up that the community can look forward to. Thank you. And we'll also talk a Google event that's coming up later this week. Excellent. That one we will know about. <laughs> Unlike the Amazon one we all Actually, have a great show. <laughs> Thanks. Michael Babcock joining us on Mondays for our weekly Tech Talk. Okay, folks, it's sports time. Brock Richardson from the Neutral Zone. He's, of course, host and producer. Uh, will be with us next for his weekly sports update. Stay tuned. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. 
Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.